At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets' final preseason matchup is on tap tonight. Hornets will take on the Philadelphia 76ers, looking to avoid a winless preseason but quite frankly, we're not concerned about wins and losses. It's preseason. They're going to reset the standings after this one anyways, and we'll give you a little more detail on why we are so unconcerned about it. Also, the NBA GM survey has been out. We'll give you some thoughts on the Hornets news or lack thereof uh, from that piece on this edition of the HHC. Helping me on all these stories, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo, back again here on the Hornets Hivecast. Rob, before we get to the GM survey, our first topic today, I know there is a lot of news out there concerning injuries, certainly a ton of interest concerning injuries for the Hornets. I gotta say, as much as we love doing this podcast and feel it is a great vehicle with which to give our takes on the latest news. We try and be as timely as possible. Certainly have one in anticipation of every game as quickly as possible after every game. But it's really not a good vehicle with which to talk about injuries because it's such a moving target. We could give you news here as we're recording this, and then 15 minutes after we're done, some type of news breaks about injuries, and we're, we're just not going to chase our tails that much. So if you are looking for updates on LaMelo Ball injury, other players for the Hornets injuries in general, please continue to look at Hornets.com, Hornets social media sites, because I know you spend 22 hours a day in here, but we 
can't take away the other two hours. No, I, I'd like to have my two hours of, of freedom. But yeah, I mean, that's the that's just the nature of podcasting. So yeah, social media is your best bet. Make sure there's that blue check mark too so you don't get bamboozled. But yeah, we're obviously keeping our fingers crossed for the best news possible. But with that said, we just got to move on and talk about some more timely stuff. And speaking of which, let's go to the NBA GM survey, which came out a week ago. Uh, but we're going to talk about some of the results from the NBA app GM survey. This is something great that the NBA does the start of every season or before the start of every season. They ask a, a whole host of questions. Who do the GMs think is going to win the 2023 NBA Finals? Milwaukee Bucks were the leaders there, also listed in the top four. Golden State Warriors, LA Clippers, Boston Celtics. Uh, they've got who is going to finish in the top four in the Eastern Conference. Hornets not listed, but that is just a preseason guess. There's nine teams listed with a top four vote in the Western Conference, so certainly thinking there will be a lot more competition there. So the GMs think who's going to win the MVP. Luka Doncic is the leader, followed by Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, and Steph Curry are also high up on the charts. Of all the questions, and there's several dozen on this list, how many do you think the Hornets are listed on, Rob? Probably not a lot, if I had to guess. There's only one, and it's on which new or relocated head coach will make the biggest impact on his new team. Now, only four coaches moved around. Um, No one had more than 50%. The highest vote-getter was Darvin Ham of the LA Lakers, 48%, which leads me to believe 14 general managers voted for him for this one. Mike Brown was number two for the Sacramento Kings. Head coach Steve Clifford of the Hornets, third, and Will Hardy of the Utah Jazz was fourth. Seeing as it's the only one that Charlotte has mentioned, your thoughts on where Clifford is in the rankings on this one? I guess it makes sense just because of the pedigree that a guy like Mike Brown has had in the past. Darvin Ham, Lakers, I understand it. I don't know if that's the solution for the Lakers because they had a lot of problems last year. So... I guess I understand why Coach Clifford is third. Certainly Utah is just in rebuild mode, and they're just kind of tearing down and trying to win the Webb and Yama sweepstakes at this point, possibly. But, I mean, I don't think they're that bad. But, you know, they're certainly not at the same level as some of these other teams on the list are, like Los Angeles, like Sacramento, like Charlotte. So it makes sense for me that Coach Clifford is third. I don't know if I agree with it necessarily. I understand Darvin Ham comes with a lot of upside potential expectations whatever you want to call it but I don't know if that team along with Sacramento ends up with a better record than the Hornets me I mean again coach Clifford has a familiarity factor from being in his second stint here at Charlotte now kind of giving the keys to a guy like LaMelo Ball instead of maybe an aging LeBron James like Darvin Ham's gonna have to kind of encounter in Los well, Angeles LeBron's got the keys LeBron but... has the keys but would you rather have your franchise in the hands of an aging LeBron or a young LaMelo Ball. My reason for quibbling with this list, it's not a mark against anyone ahead of Steve Clifford, but I, I think he should be at worst second on this list, and here's why. The question isn't who's going to see his team have the biggest turnaround. It's which new or relocated head coach will make the biggest impact on his new team. Now, Sacramento has been... 15-plus years without being to the playoffs. They've tried a whole host of different players. They've continually retooled the roster. They're in the process of having done that now again. And they've got a couple of stars on that team that have had playoff experience. So I think Mike Brown, someone who's been to the mountaintop, is someone who is in a good position to come in and help get that team over the hump. So I don't have a problem with Mike Brown being number one on the list. I do think that Steve Clifford should be ahead of 
at the very least, Darvin Ham. And it's not knocking his coaching expertise. He's an excellent coach. I think it's a good hire that the Lakers have made here. But no one looked at the Lakers last year and said, well, Frank Vogel is the problem. The year before, he won the championship. The problem had been that they had all these players get hurt. So, you know, it's a team. Most teams in the NBA are based around their star players playing the majority of their games. And the quicker you get deeper in the bench, the less the odds are that you're going to be able to survive those injuries. They had a ton of injuries. And you can say, well, it's an aging roster and you should have anticipated. That's not on the coach. So I'm not saying that Darvin Ham won't have a better year than maybe Frank Vogel would have had or vice versa. I'm saying it's not about the coach as much as it's about the injuries there. I don't know that the impact answer is correctly put on Darvin Ham. I think Steve Clifford will have a big impact here. His focus as a head coach is in a different direction than the previous regime, which I thought, and everyone in the building has echoed, did a great job here. No one has a bad thing to say about James Borrego. He got this franchise headed in the right trajectory, and now it's on a different head coach to come in and tweak things. But the way Steve Clifford approaches the game is different. He has more of a defensive pedigree. So I think he is going to have a bigger impact on the new team. So that's why I think Steve Clifford should have been at worst number two on this list, but I would have personally put him number one. There are about 50 questions on this survey. That is the only one where the Hornets are listed. So Rob and I have read through this. Encourage you to do it yourself. Go to NBA.com, the 2022-2023 Kia season preview portion of the website. Uh, It's the NBA app GM survey. Rob, I'll let you go first. What is the one category that the Hornets are not listed or a Hornet is not listed that you thought they should have been? Hornets got hosed. Plain and simple. You know, when I look at it, one of the things that stood out to me was which player is the best passer. Nikola Jokic ran away with that at 72%. Luka Doncic and Chris Paul were tied with the other 10%. Other players receiving votes, Steph Curry, LeBron James. Last year, LeBron won that category at 33%. LaMelo Ball has no mention on there, and I thought that was just shocking because we've seen that he is just an absolute wizard with the basketball in his hands. And again, Steve Clifford talked about this throughout preseason is the reason LaMelo has to play a lot in the preseason is because the other players have to get used to playing with him because he is such a special talent. That doesn't happen very often. That's not the knock. Nikola Jokic, who is you know, the, the reigning MVP two times over. Luka Doncic, the MVP favorite this year. And of course, Chris Paul, who is such a great veteran point guard that never turns the ball over. But when it comes to best passes, I mean, there were times last year where LaMelo would throw a pass and nobody was expecting it and it resulted in a turnover. And it wasn't his fault. It's like when a quarterback throws a pass and it hits a receiver in the hands and it bounces off and it's intercepted. That interception technically goes to the quarterback, but it's not his fault. It's the same kind of thing with turnovers with LaMelo Ball. So there has to be some sort of recognition. I'm not saying he's the best passer in the league, but Nikola Jokic, great talent, two-time MVP, like I said, but if he was not a seven-foot center throwing passes like he was, I feel like his passing ability would kind of get lost in the shuffle with the rest of the point guards out there. Nikola Jokic is, yeah, he's throwing behind-the-back passes, he's throwing passes like Magic Johnson, but he's not throwing underhanded 60-foot passes like LaMelo Ball did last year or anything like that. So ne- Never going to argue that LaMelo Ball should uh, be off a top passer list. Exactly. So I'm, I'm so with you that's, there. That's my argument. I like that one. Mine is which team is most fun to watch? Uh, number one on that list was the Golden State Warriors. I get it. Splash Brothers, a, a very team-focused offense where they move the ball a lot. 
ton of fun to watch. Memphis Grizzlies, get that one too. John Moran, a young roster up and coming. Third on the list was the Brooklyn Nets. They're a great team. I don't know most fun to watch is the the right moniker for them, although it's always entertaining watching Kevin Durant and the, the kind of talent that they have. But I don't know that most fun would be where I would categorize them. Also receiving votes, Celtics, Nuggets, and Raptors. Hornets, not there. And I'm surprised about that because, A, got the LaMelo Ball factor. Very few players in the league are as entertaining as him. Then you also have the style of play they have. Number one team in the NBA in assists per game last season, the Charlotte Hornets. They move the ball better than anyone. It's a very entertaining brand of basketball. Lots of lobs. Just the the wow factor that Charlotte has, I thought they should have been on that list for a team that is most fun to watch. What do you think? Go ahead and peruse the NBA season preview survey, the GM survey on NBA.com. Go ahead and hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Where should the Hornets have been mentioned on the GM survey? Coming up next, Hornets are wrapping up preseason play. So far, winless, but it's really way too early to be sounding any alarms. We'll tell you why after this quick break here on the Hornets Hivecast. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets. Hivecast will be previewing Hornets versus the Philadelphia 76ers in a little bit here. Uh, They'll be playing tonight in the city of brotherly love. Tip-off time is 7 o'clock, and you can hear all the action starting with the Sports Radio FNZ pregame show on 92.7 WFNZ, our Charlotte flagship, beginning at 6. Hornets are 0-4 this preseason. Philadelphia 76ers are 3-0, obviously opposite ends of the spectrum. But my message to all the fans out there who are looking at wins and losses and trying to extrapolate that into the regular season, don't. Just don't. It's not worth it, and it doesn't translate at all historically. Preseason has very little to do with regular season. Sometimes it's a test of depth. Sometimes it's a test of health. Sometimes it's a test of which teams actually want to put their stars out there on the floor and try and build their depth or risk their health. Lots of things factor into it. When you look at the Eastern Conference specifically right now, teams that are undefeated, the 76ers, the Hawks, both considered contenders, Knicks, Somewhere in the middle. Some team, some folks are higher on them, have them making the playoffs this year. Some folks are not, saying that they're still in, in the building phase of that franchise. Teams that are winless right now in the preseason. Obviously, the Hornets are in this group. The Detroit Pistons is a rebuilding franchise. They are winless as of the recording of this podcast. Teams that also fit that mold. The Cleveland Cavaliers, the Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks, all three of which in that GM survey we were just talking about received votes from the general managers themselves to finish in the top four in the Eastern Conference. One of them, the Milwaukee Bucks, is the favorite to win it all. So it is certainly not ideal to go winless potentially in preseason play, but it has nothing to do with what's going to happen in a week or so's time when the regular season tips off. No, and I mentioned this at the beginning of the postgame broadcast uh, after Monday's game where the Hornets were leading Washington 89-81 to after the third quarter. The fourth quarter turns around, and it's a lot of the end of the bench guys. And that's, again, not a knock on them. They need to perform. They need to have minutes out there on the floor to show what they're capable of to earn 
playing time or a roster spot or whatever they're fighting for. But in the fourth quarter, there was only one starter from Monday's game that played. That was Jalen McDaniels. He played a whopping three minutes and 13 seconds. So, again, when it counted, the Hornets were up. When it didn't count, not so much. And again, last year, I mean, the Hornets did not look very good in a preseason on a couple of different occasions. There was that loss to Memphis at home that was just horrendous that I don't even I don't even remember how many it was by, and I am trying to suppress that from my memory, so I'm not even going to research it. But then you turn around, and Charlotte starts off the season in the month of October 5-2. and two. So it just doesn't really, I'm not saying the preseason doesn't matter, but the record certainly does not matter as long as there's just constant improvement from game to game. We might mention that last game from last preseason at some point here in this podcast, but we'll save it for now. One last thought here on why you shouldn't be sounding the alarm at the Hornets having gone winless to this point and having obviously the potential to go winless in the preseason. Teams that have had success in the preseason the last few years, uh, one that comes to mind, Sacramento Kings. They're undefeated right now. They haven't had a losing preseason since 2018. That's four consecutive winning preseasons. Haven't been to the playoffs since 2006. They're they're defeated when it comes to playoff appearances. 2006, last time that they have been. So, look, I think Sacramento has done some good things in terms of how they've tried to rebuild that franchise and give their fans playoff basketball, which is what everyone should be striving to do. But they have had preseason success recently, and it hasn't translated to the regular season. That's not to say that the fact that they're having it right now means that they'll continue to miss the postseason, um, but just putting that into context for you. All that said, Hornets would like to get a win to wrap up preseason play. Their last opportunity is tonight at the Philadelphia 76ers. Our game preview is next here on the Hornets Hivecast. As proud members of our community, the Charlotte Hornets Foundation is committed to inspire a giving culture in our region. This is Executive Director Betsy Rinky inviting you to learn how you can make an impact. Through our Swarm to Serve initiative, the Charlotte Hornets Foundation focuses on education, hunger, military care, and wellness programs. To learn more about how you can help the Charlotte Hornets Foundation and your fellow neighbor, please visit hornets.com slash foundation today. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Rob, Hornets are visiting the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. Philadelphia 3-0, and a narrow win at home over Cleveland, and then two rather lopsided victories, one in Brooklyn and another one at the Cleveland Cavaliers, most recently by a 113-97 final. It's a team that obviously has deep playoff aspirations. They've got a MVP caliber talent in the middle in Joel Embiid, although don't necessarily know if he's going to play at all. He didn't play in their most recent preseason game. They do have some new pieces in town. It's an interesting team, and it being the last preseason game, there's obviously the the option there for them to not play anyone in tonight's contest. And maybe we'll just go right to our game preview. We need a stat, players to watch for both teams. Let you use that to give your thoughts on tonight's game. So where do you want to begin? I can't stand this question when we do our preseason previews because you don't know who's playing and who isn't. So it's really tough to kind of peg a player to watch. So if I had to pick somebody on this roster that I think is going to play for Philadelphia, so we'll start with Sixers player to watch. I guess Matisse Thibel would be maybe a guy that could see some minutes. He only played 11 the other night against Cleveland, but he's kind of one of those guys that when he came out of college, the big thing that everybody looked at for him was his defense. He was a very defensive-minded player, defense first, great guard on the ball. So with that said, obviously LaMelo Ball will not be playing tonight. So what do the younger guys do against a guy like Matisse Thibel? So in a roundabout way, even though it's a Sixers player to watch, 
for me, it's almost a Hornets player to watch as well, where I want to see what the Charlotte guard play looks like against a really tough defender like a guy like Matisse Thibel. Risky pick for me in this category because I don't know if he's going to play. He, he does have that starter label on him, so there's a chance the 76ers might sit their starters, uh, this being their last preseason game as well. But I'm going with Tyrese Maxey. He's led the 76ers in scoring in each of the first three preseason games, so the fact that he's played so much, maybe that's an indicator that he will play a lot or that he won't play at all. But if he does play young talented point guard. He'll likely get matched up a lot with James Booknight, who's a, a young talent on the Hornets and is a good test. Maxi has now established himself as a high-level NBA player. If the 17 points per game in the regular season and a starting job for the Philadelphia 76ers didn't do that, certainly what he was doing in the postseason should have gotten him over the hump. 34-point game against the Miami Heat in the playoffs. He went north of 20, I think, six times in the playoffs. I mean, he is a very, very talented scorer scorer of the basketball, quick guard. It'll be a good test for whomever is matched up with him, whether that's Terry Rozier for a little bit out there, whether that's a lot of James Booknight. Uh, we may not see Tyrese Maxey. It's a risky pick, but it's preseason. we, we got to do what we got to do. Uh, but he's the one I'll have my eye on for the 76ers. Where do you want to go next? A stat to watch or a Hornet to watch? For clarification purposes, am I allowed to pick the same person in consecutive game preview podcasts? Oh, sure. Why not? It's preseason. Do well, what you want. <laughs> Wow, look at the freedom here on the HHC. But hey, last last pregame podcast before the Washington game, I looked at Nick Richards. That was pretty good. I'm going to look at him again tonight because I want to see if he's able to replicate what he did on Monday. He comes off the bench, plays 17 minutes, 5 of 10 from the floor, just kind of those couple of those 50-50 field goals, those layups that just hung on a rim and fell off. So it could have been maybe even a better shooting percentage for Nick Richards. Finishes with 15 points, 8 rebounds. The only problem, he had five personal fouls. I know that a couple of them were a little ticky-tack, but again, it's a preseason. Things are going to get called a little bit tighter than a regular season probably. Picked up his third foul at the 743 mark of the second quarter, and then 42 seconds later, he gets his fourth foul, and then he gets his fifth foul late in the third quarter. So he played a little bit better in the second half, just wasn't as aggressive. But again, got to clean that up. Just got to learn to play with a little bit more movement because that's a big point of emphasis with NBA officials this year. We touched on it a couple of podcasts ago last week where one of the things that officials are really looking at this year is freedom of movement below the basket. Not a lot of clutching and grabbing like you've seen in years past. Also, another big thing is screens, making sure there's they're, they're really looking at illegal screens and making sure that nobody is throwing that hip out there at the last second or maybe throwing an elbow out there to kind of impede the progress of someone trying to get around that screen. So it's going to be a little bit tougher for guys, for bigs that are younger and are still trying to learn a position. This is an opportunity for Nick Richards to get better and learn that in a game setting here tonight. Like the pick, I'm going to go with James Booknight. I thought James had a real moment when he forced a turnover against Washington. Gordon Hayward hit him with a hit-ahead pass, and he dunked it with a defender lurking in the background. I think that sparked him, and we saw some confidence in his shooting, some quicker decisions after that. Ends up with eight points. Still didn't make a three in last night's game, but we just saw him taking shots quicker, making quicker decisions, and that's really the key for him. He is such a naturally gifted 
athlete and talent on the floor. He's got all the skills. It's just a matter of taking what is a thought process to just a natural, quick decision-making thing. And I think we started to see some of that turn in his favor against the Wizards. So there is a high likelihood with LaMelo Ball not playing tonight that James Booknight's going to see even more minutes on the floor. It's not make or break in any sense for him, but it would be a huge shot of confidence in the arm to James Booknight if he had a big performance against the Philadelphia 76ers. He's the one I've got my eye on. Last but not least, let's go with a stat to watch. Stat to watch. This is tough because there's so many different directions. I think if I had to pick something specific, maybe bench points, just because, again, there's a lot of injuries out there right now. A lot of guys probably aren't going to play tonight for Charlotte. But at the same time, those guys that do play are the ones that are fighting for minutes that are going to eventually be those guys coming off the bench in a rotational setting. So, again, it's going to be a little bit of a mixed bag. We don't know how many minutes Gordon's going to play tonight because, you know, he was on a little bit of a minutes restriction on Monday. He felt good. He got out there, got some run for a couple of minutes. We'll see if his minutes increase tonight. We'll see if... There's other guys that kind of get thrown in there, like a James Booknight could potentially start. Maybe we see more Bryce McGallans because they're a little thin at the point guard position and in the, in the backcourt. So I'm going to go with bench points. I know that's not like the flashiest stat or anything like that, but one thing I do want to bring up that we didn't mention in yesterday's podcast that kind of got overlooked a little bit, Hornets went 24-26 from the free throw line in Monday's loss. And the only two people to miss a free throw, Terry Rozier and LaMelo Ball, which is Kind of shocking that those were the two guys to miss a free throw, but 24-26 is pretty darn good. We haven't seen that in quite some time, so just wanted to give a little shout-out there as well. Five for five for Nick Richards included in that. I'm, I'm with you on that stat. My stat to watch here, kind of along the same lines, I'm looking at bench three-point percentage. It has been bad so far this preseason. Uh, combined six for 47 have been the bench players from distance. That's 12% from beyond the arc. A lot of guys, if you're coming off the bench in a preseason game, it means you're coming in and you might only get one or two shots per contest. Recall fondly Cody Martin, the beginning part of last season, he was the NBA leader in three-point percentage. It wasn't as if he was taking five a game. He'd get one or two a game. He was just dialed in. And this is the opportunity to build some momentum. I've said it a lot this preseason. I am not concerned about the Hornets' ability to shoot the three. They're one of the best teams in the NBA at it the last couple of years, and I think will continue to be this season. But shooting oftentimes is about confidence and rhythm. And if you are lacking confidence because you've gone four straight games shooting 12% from three as a joint group unit coming off the bench, or you are lacking rhythm because... You're shooting 12% from three as a, a team coming off the bench. You know, you don't have those things in your favor. So I'm looking for the team to build some confidence, get in their rhythm, so that a week's time from now, when we tip things off in the regular season opener at San Antonio, Hornets are firing on all cylinders. That's your game preview. Again, we're going to be monitoring the injuries, as will everyone else, but uh, the podcast not the best vehicle to give you the latest news. Well, we know LaMelo Ball is not going to play in tonight's game in Philadelphia. He's been undergoing testing, and uh, we'll get the latest for you when we can. Don't expect to see... Mason Plumley for this one. Hopefully we'll get to see some Cody Martin and some Gordon Hayward, but it's the last preseason game. The better health the Hornets have going into the regular season is the best thing the Hornets can do for themselves, and it's a great opportunity for the young guys as well. Tomorrow we'll have our final preseason game review podcast for you, then a couple days off, and then it all begins. Daily podcasts start with the beginning of the regular season. Can't wait to get to work. Rob, you ready to be chained to the desk again? I thought it already started. 
I didn't get the memo. That's that's the right attitude. We love it. Thanks to Rob Longo for all the great work behind the controls and for joining me on this edition of the HHC. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We will talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.